We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome into the Wednesday edition of the Pack a Day Podcast. I'm Steve Perretch, joined as always by Dusty Evely, Sarah Kelleher. Guys, Packers are, um, I don't know, Bucks are playing right now. It's uh, its a pretty big <laughs> deal. I don't know if you guys knew this, but uh, by the time you listen to this on Wednesday, the, we'll obviously know if the if the uh, Bucks had won the, the NBA championship, so halftime. So we're going to do a, a little bit quicker episode today. You know, normally you get us for about 45 to an hour, but I think we're going to try to keep this one a little bit a little bit shorter so we can all get back to the game and, uh, and, and enjoy that. So um, how's everybody doing? Dusty, what's going on with you? Not much, man. Doing good. Yeah, I mean, I kind of talked about this last week. Um, I'm a Pistons fan, which means I'm not a big basketball fan at the moment. But, uh, yeah, kind of riding the wave of the Bucks here. Excited to watch them. So I've kind of got this. I usually have a movie up in the background. I don't know movie up for me tonight because I'm just kind of focused on the game when, you know, not talking here. But, uh, yeah, doing doing great, man. It's an exciting time. Yeah, it's definitely fun. Um, and, you know, I mentioned last week, too, I'm not like a massive um, Bucks fan and really an NBA fan in general. I just kind of casually watch, but of course the team I always root for is the Bucks. My dad is an enormous um, Milwaukee fan. You know, he grew up in Wisconsin, the area going to Bucks games all the time. So I can just tell through text. He's very nervous. He's sending (laughs) updates, even though I'm watching the game and he knows that I'm watching the game. So, um, you know, really hope that they pull through and that when you guys are listening to this now, you're just like, oh, well, they already won. So we don't care what you guys are saying because we're celebrating. So um, fingers crossed. And it would be awesome. I know the Deer District looked insane and everybody showed up. So um, just kind of crazy to see that all happening. So let's just let's just do this because we need to do it because it's Tuesday. There's not a lot going on, and Adam Schefter is just just toying with Packers fans at this point. He at some point he's dropping his new information that's all coming. Like so, he tweeted out today that uh, Rodgers was offered a two year extension that would have put him in Green Bay for five years total, making making him the highest paid uh, player in the NFL in NFL history, and that he shot that down. And, you know, Twitter does what Twitter does and it freaking explodes and people are freaking out at half are pissed at Adam Schefter after yelling that we knew this like three months ago. And, you know, it, it's just it's Twitter. So um, 
I guess let's talk about it. Sarah, how are you <laughs> feeling about uh, Aaron Rodgers and Adam Schefter and all this information that's coming out today? I just want it to stop. I, I truly, when this first all started, I was like, wow, you know, I really hope Rodgers stays. I hope this work, work this out. And it's not that I don't feel like that anymore because that would be great. Obviously, that's the best case scenario. But at this point, I'm just like, I just want this to be over. This is so annoying Every single week, it's something new. There's a new tweet. There's a new leak on Facebook because someone heard this from someone and then they posted it. And now that's the only thing that we know. So everyone has to believe it. it it's just exhausting. And I just am ready for the season st- to start. I know a week, we're a week away from training camp. And that's when you know we're really going to be able to get a better idea of what's actually happening and see, you know, if Rodgers is going to be there or not. And that's what I want. I just want closure. Rodgers shows up. Okay, he's he's QB1. We move on and we get to watch the Packers play. Pretty much, you know, the same team as last year and they're probably going to be really great again. If he doesn't, great. Jordan Love time or and or Blake Bortles, like let's, let's go new chapter. This has just been drawn out for so long and I really just want answers on what to expect, what to look forward to. Um, and that's really it. And, you know, with Schefter... The thing that bothers me is that there are reporters locally that have done a really great job throughout this whole Aaron Rodgers saga. And, you know, people like Wildy and Schneidman and so many others that I'm forgetting to name. But they reported on this months ago. And it was out there. And people that are obviously like us and are very in tune with the Packers and what's happening, we all knew this. I know there were some details that were missing, but the main gist of what Adam Schefter was putting out there, that was widely reported locally and even a little bit nationally months ago. So it's just kind of annoying that now it's circling back and I just want it to be over. I'm, I just want it to be training camp so we have some answers. Yeah, I had to check the date on the tweet to make sure it was not from like <laughs> April or something because I was like, we knew this. I mean, there was, I think, the tidbit of like two years was it. But, I mean, any language, I mean, I feel like most most fans, you know, the fans that call, follow the team closely are savvy enough when you hear, like, highest paid player. Okay, what does that mean? Like, is that, what are the guarantees? How does this, how does the contract break down? I mean, I think I, that's that's my first thought at this point. I mean, you see a free agent signing, you think of any of that stuff. You can't report on highest paid player and then be like, well, it was like, you know, 10% of that was guaranteed in the first year and nothing after that. So the rest of the money doesn't matter. And so that's, that's big thing for me really until those numbers come out about what that was, which I don't think are going to come out if they haven't already, it doesn't matter. We got no new information out of this. So I feel fine. I feel the exact same way I did yesterday because I saw that and was like, Oh, okay. We knew this information already. This is fine. Like Sarah said, we're a week away from training camp. I'm looking forward to training camp. The Rogers stuff at this point just feels like the Rogers stuff, and you weather the storm. Uh, like the the only thing I really say is, I mean, you know, Schefter put that out, and really, I mean, what a lot of this stuff is, you know, you get, especially you know, big brands like that. It's it's you get some of the uh, some of your advertising dollars based on what your uh, what your interactions are like, how much how much impact you make online, all that stuff. So anytime you see something, and if you're quote tweeting to dunk on it, which is you know very popular, very popular with the kids these days. I don't know if you've heard, but <laughs> You think you're just you're playing directly into the game, man. You're you're up in their interaction numbers, which a lot of this stuff you see PFF doing a lot of this stuff as well. It's all they're looking for, man. They're looking to goose those numbers a little bit. And when you when you quote eat that, when you reply with like "this is dumb," we knew this two months ago. Yeah, that's that's what they're going for. They're looking for any kind of interaction. So 
that's all I got to say. I'm waiting, man. Next week's going to be fun. I'm excited about training camp coming back. But until then, um, unless until Rogers talks or unless there are some more details or something, I, I, any of this new information, it's just, I'm just like a leaf on the wind, man. I'm just, I'm riding it out at this point. There was also some breaking news on the Pat McAfee show. McAfee actually funnily kind of it was pretty funny he actually revealed that Rogers was his source and then he was texting with him uh he was trying to say it was a, a well-placed source and then he wrote when Aaron texted me oh um well <laughs> so it was pretty funny but uh he did respond saying that he uh his house is only deep cleaned by his personal cleaner so this whole Facebook thing about how he was getting his house deep cleaned was not true and then that it was also told that his country club membership was an automatic renewal and not a choice that he had. So, which I, I do call BS on. Like, if you didn't want to renew it, you could have told them, "I'm not going to renew it." So, but again, I this mean, is, I don't know. I don't know if that's necessarily what he's thinking about. He probably doesn't even yeah. remember he has a country club <laughs> membership in Green Bay until it was all over the internet that he renewed. Like, you know, that's just a courtesy thing that they were like, oh, you're Aaron Rodgers, so you can have a membership. And he was like, great, sure. But then he forgot about it. Yeah, if I'm a millionaire, the first thing I mind when I'm taking off to Hawaii is like, you know, I got to I gotta make a note of my calendar <laughs> to cancel that country club renewal because that's coming up. I know it's Honestly, coming up. Though, we say this, but then I'm <laughs> – thinking it is Aaron Rodgers and I know he's a very calculated person so maybe <laughs> you know it's he's got it in his iPhone like in his iCal he's got something some <laughs> notes like it'll ping up the day before it's like if you want to cancel your uh, golf membership you should do it today because they'll charge you tomorrow like, I can <laughs> I can definitely see him being that type of guy so guys there's not a lot to talk about we uh we don't have a lot going on there's not outside of all this roger stuff there's not a lot of news um nfl wise the only thing that happened i think today was uh the running back cam Akers for the rams tore his achilles which really sucks yeah yeah, so that 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 kills but i mean training camps are getting started and with packers training camp being one week away we're just going to do a quick talk uh for a little bit because we're actually kind of excited that we'll we'll be able to talk about the first day of training camp. Training camp starts next Tuesday, so hopefully there'll be a lot of good stuff that we'll be able to talk about. And we're going to just do a little preview of the one thing we're really looking forward to and the one thing we are dreading the most for training camp. So, uh, Sarah, this was your idea. We'll start with you. What's the one thing you're looking forward to the most for training camp? Yeah, so there's a lot. Honestly, I'm just looking forward to training camp in general. It just feels real. I was telling you guys before we started recording, I renewed and you know paid for everything for my Sunday ticket subscription. So it just feels like we're getting closer. Like we're finally there. The NFL season is not far away. Um, but next week, I'm really, really curious and excited about the running group back group this year um i think you know aaron jones is really not that he wasn't a leader on the packers before but it seems like he's really now that he knows this is the place i'm going to be for the next few seasons he seems like he's very much or very excited about stepping into the kind of this role um as one of the bigger leaders on the team um and then also with the running back in the running back room obviously you know they lost jamal williams so now aj dillon is going to um see some more time get some more snaps so it's really interesting to see what what happens there how are they going to be utilized you know in the past game as well we know lafleur likes to get tricky sometimes and aaron jones is kind of up to speed on that but we know aj dillon doesn't have as much experience there so i'm just really excited um to see what happens there 
among other things. And also, you know, the Quadzilla, the Quadfather talk is always <laughs> really fun and entertaining. And there's always one picture. I know I'll check during my lunch break at work. And there, there'll always be one picture of a reporter who's never seen A.J. Dillon in person before. And they're just like, this guy's legs are huge. So it's always <laughs> kind of funny to see that initial reaction again. So, um, you know, excited for it all. But I think keeping an eye on the running backs is something I'm really going to be excited about next week. Uh, for me, I'm I mean, a lot of things Sarah talked about, the you know the running back group, you know, obviously and I'll talk about him a little bit. Uh, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time now. Amari Rogers. But one of the things I always love uh, is just, well, first of all, there's a ton of great coverage. Um, you know, I'm as far as like being on Twitter, I, I Twitter's kind of, you know, hit and miss. But training camp, I mean, there's so many people covering it. You know, Andy Herman does a great job out there just, just kind of hitting with all this stuff. We can't be there. They don't have videos of this stuff, but you can – you follow along with that and you get to kind of follow, okay, who's doing well, what are they working on? And so it's, it's, it's always a frantic time, but it's always amazing. Uh, I, I, one of the things I love the most about it is just, there's always like one or two guys every year that a bunch of fans just glob onto, uh, and get and the hype train just gets, gets hyped up really, really, really fast during training camp. Now that doesn't always go. I remember Josh Jones one year was like, this guy is going to be amazing. And then, you know, nothing happened with him, but I mean, you get, I just I love the Trevor Davis was one one year I, I still love Trevor Davis because of that training camp so who's gonna be the guy who's the guy that steps up that's making plays and everyone just goes gaga over for like this one week period I just that's for some reason I always love that because it's never who you expect so I'm I'm really excited about that and I want to see uh, I want to see Stokes I want to see him playing in some you know some real game situations all that kind of stuff and if Aaron Rodgers is back and he is able to maybe try to pick on him a little bit. I want to see the kid put into the fire and see what they've got in their first round pick. Uh, I'm really excited to see that. And then, yeah, I mean, I, I want to, I've, as I've made comments before multiple times, I want to see tweets about hang times for punts. That's always, you know, peak, peak training camp stuff. So, you know, JK Scott, if there's any competition for him this year, you know, his backs up against the wall or whatever was said about the special teams guys. So, uh, I, I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully, uh, that, that's always, uh, pretty funny to me. So that'll be cool. What about you guys? What about, um, Sarah, let's start with you on the, what are you dreading the most? I mean, I feel like it's all going to be we the same know. answer. We all know the Aaron Rodgers watch is what I'm dreading the most not necessarily on the first day because i i'm also curious and that will also give us the answer like if he doesn't show up i think it's pretty clear like yeah he's probably not going to play this year um and if he shows up then yeah he will but it's the thing that's going to bother me that i'm dreading is that there's going to be some really good stuff that happens in camp there'll be players that have some really great moments maybe some unexpected um players might you know someone might surprise us it always happens every year and no one will care about that no one will talk about that or if they do it will be overshadowed because everyone will be like well Rodgers didn't show up but maybe Rodgers will show up on the second day or the third day or did you see that Rodgers was at this restaurant in Green Bay even though I only saw the back of his head so it might not have been (laughs) him but he was there so he's in Green Bay he's just not showing up so really not looking forward to that looking forward to getting answers on day one but not looking forward to the aftermath follows yeah and for me i mean you know obviously that's that's the big one that that's the one that that's on everyone's mind for me it's also just i'm always just just 
dreading any injuries. Uh, you know, they don't always happen. But that's always the thing. I think, um, I mean, the biggest one, it wasn't even the Packers, was when Bridgewater went down. I think that was in training camp uh, when he was still with Minnesota. And you hear that stuff. I mean, the, you know, it didn't happen during training camp, but the, the Cam Akers thing that Steve talked about a little earlier, that's that's one of those things like you're so, like right now, I mean, we're talking about, man, training camp's a week away and football's on the horizon. Sarah just did her direct TV. That can like when you've had an off season, especially one as tumultuous as the one that we that, that Packers fans have been through, and then you have something you have like oh you're all excited you're all excited the air gets let out of the balloon a little bit if there's an injury even even like relatively minor one guys get carted off so it's always it's always like the injuries just any kind of like even medium injury that I'm I'm always kind of holding a breath I'm excited about the updates and I'm always scared I'm gonna see one that's being like this guy was carted off the field so it doesn't happen all the time but that's something that's always just in the back of my mind during this stuff like just not before the season starts just just give give me some excitement now please. Yeah, I'll, I'll back Sarah up, man. It's going to be Aaron Rodgers on steroids. Like, this is just – it's it's a, it's annoying as it is right now trying to figure it all out. And then when training camp starts and if he's not there, it's just going to be so over the top. It's going to be so annoying. Like, the local TV channels are going to have, like, Aaron Rodgers count the days missed in the corner. So, every like, every newscast <laughs> is going to have it. Like, it's just going to be so over the top. And I'm gonna, it's going to annoy the crap out of me, so – uh guys let's just uh, we're just gonna jump in um and do some questions we got a couple i think everybody is really focused on the bucks game especially in twitter like it's uh there's a lot going on there so we didn't really get as many questions as we normally get so let's uh knock out the couple that we got and uh we'll call it a day and let everybody get back to the bucks game so uh first one from hammer do you um see eq or Funches getting valuable snaps this year probably leapfrogging a good player like Lazard or MVS. Dusty, what do you think? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I mean, for me, when we think of wide receiver room, it's always what can these guys give you around how the offense is based? You know, we know Adams is one uh, MVS gives you that speed option. I mean, just, just elite speed. And, you know, if, even if he's just the guy that we saw this past year, which is, you know, a really fast, big guy with kind of questionable hands that still opens so much up underneath. And then Lazard is just a tremendous blocker and knows the system. So I don't think, I don't think either of those guys, I don't think EQ or Lazard are leapfrogging those guys just based on the roles they play in the system. Like for me, it's less about, where are you in the pecking order and more what can you give the offense and how versatile can you be with those guys in there? And I think just those guys and the, the skill sets there, it's going to be hard to supplant that. Um, I mean, I think I've, I've always been a big EQ guy. I've talked about that a lot. 
I think, I mean, if he makes the team this year, and that's true of Funch as well, if EQ makes the team this year, uh, it's. I think it's going to be more of the same for him. You know, he'll get in, get some jet looks, get some times. He's really good after the catch. So one of his really good skills is after the catch. So try to get him the ball in space every now and then. But I think both, you know, EQ, I, EQ I like more than Funch just because just some of the – he's been in the system and, and his quickness kind of gives you a little more options and some of the behind-the-line stuff and close-to-the-line routes that, that they like to run. Uh, but I think either of those guys is, is tough sledding. I mean, unless there's an injury – I don't think either of those guys sees more than, I don't know, 10, 15 snaps a game max. I feel like I just, I feel like as long as EQ Lazard and Adams are healthy, there's, there's just a cap on what those guys are going to be just based on the nature of the offense and what they already have. Yeah. I mean, Dusty, you pretty much summed it up, but I I don't see a world where EQ or Funches leaps past Lazard or MVS. I think Lazard and MVS are great supporting players, um, to Devontae Adams, and they they understand their roles too. They they know exactly what's expected of uh, of them, and you know we'll see in moments that Liz, it's Lazard's day, and he's really that number two guy. Or then there's times where MBS is the number two guy, and they kind of rotate in that spot. Um, and so, and I think you know they're pretty much solidified there. Uh, I, I think EQ might see a little bit more time um, on the field and get some more. No opportunities than Funches just because we know that there's potential there. And if he's able to stay healthy, I think it works out. You know, we, we talked about with Funches before it just, it, it's kind of a long shot. He could, he, he could turn out pretty good. And especially, you know, in throw it up and go for it situations because he's a big body and he's strong, has good hands. But with EQ, I think he's more skilled. He's a little quicker and that works better with LaFleur's offense in general as well. So just is looking at it from like a stylistic standpoint, I think he just fits a little better. So he might get a few more snaps than Funches, but I don't see a world where either of them get more snaps or, you know, possibly leap Lazard or MBS. Next question. We've got Don who wants to know pancakes or waffles. So Sarah, what do you think? Waffles all the way. I, need to get a waffle maker badly because I have pancake mix and I'll make pancakes. And every time I do, I'm like, yeah, this is good, but it would be better if it was a waffle. So um, definitely need to make the investment. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I just, I think you can do more with waffles too. Like I've had the crazy sandwiches where it's like waffles are the buns and then it's like fried chicken in the middle or something. And like, you can't do that with a pancake, but it's just not possible. Yeah, it's waffles because it's not chicken and pancakes. I mean, that's the that's the easy answer, right? <laughs> but it's you get a little more crisp. You get areas to kind of hold your food. You put some strawberries on there, and it, it holds it in there, and you get some of the juice piling up in there a little bit. It's, I mean, listen, I I like pancakes. Think for me, pancakes are just fine. I love waffles, love waffles. So it's not not really a contest. Yeah, and we're we're definitely all in agreement. I mean, I feel I, I I enjoy pancakes from time to time, but man, that's like a brick that sits in your stomach. <laughs> Just a, like so you're you're uncomfortable for the day that you eat those. So um and like you said, there's just like chicken and waffles, man. Oh, that's so mm-hmm. good. So good. And then um Sarah, as you said too, like you dude, throw some ice cream in between, you know, cut a waffle in half, throw ice cream in between there. That's that's fire. That's some good stuff right there. So yeah. um just yeah, so much more you can do with it. So all right. Next question we've got 
Uh, question from Joe W. What rookie are you looking forward to the most? What rookie uh, will have the base impact? Cough Amari. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, which player um, that you feel will be the biggest surprise in an impactful way? Dusty, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it's no surprise. My first two answers for this are the, the rookie I'm looking forward to the most and biggest impact are Amari Rodgers. Now, I do think Rodgers' snaps are going to be somewhat limited, but I mean, we've talked about this. I, I think his his skill set, what he gives you as far as even just the jet motion, I think he's going to get some touches there. I think he's got the versatility to line up in the backfield. I think just based on, I mean, what the stuff Sarah said about EQ and his versatility and quickness being good in the floor offense, like Amari Rogers is that like as a, as a stout guy and as a rookie, like he's going to, again, I think it's going to be somewhat limited, but man, he's going to get his chances. He's going to be out there, even if he doesn't have his hands on the ball. And I mean, everything you read about the guy, uh, he just, he just seems like such a good dude and just such a hard worker and such a smart guy growing up around football. And just, just, I mean, you know, kind of cliche coach's son, all of that stuff, but man, like he just seems like he studies, he knows what he has to do. Uh, and I think just in this offense, I mean, that that's that's a perfect pick, man. That's a perfect fit. So I'm excited to see what he's going to do. I think he's going to have a big impact when he's out there. Um, as far as the player will be the biggest surprise, um, I'll just stay on the rookie side because I my mind was on the rookies. Uh, for me, and I think I've talked about it before, I think uh, I guess we'll probably get into a little more in a bit here, but Shamar Jean Charles is a guy I'm really, really excited about. Kind of a small corner. Um, you know, I, I don't know if he's going to see the field too much, but, I, but he's kind of – projects well as a slot guy you know he's he's small um but a willing tackler quick aggressive and and especially in the joe barry scheme where i think they're going to have they're going to ask a lot of those slot guys in terms of passing off assignments which again you know he's also very very intelligent and you also have to be willing to stick your nose in to stop the run a little bit as well. And so I think when he gets out there, the slot position is one that, you know, Channon Sullivan, you know, we kind of talked about Channon Sullivan and all that. Like, that's still up in the air as far as I'm concerned. There's not a guy there that's like a lock to to do that every single time. And I think Shamar G. Charles, when he's out there, I think it's a really good chance to do really good things in this defense, just just the way he plays uh, and, and I think the way they're going to use him. So for me, it was a kind of toss-up between him and Slayton. But I think out of that rookie class, um, Gene Charles is a guy I've really got my eye on this year. Uh, for me, the first two, which one I'm looking forward to most and biggest impact, I agree with Dusty. We've talked about this before. We're both very excited about Amari Rodgers. I think, you know, obviously Dusty has a little more – um, personal like investment in this, but I'm still very <laughs> excited. And that was, you know, my favorite pick of the draft. I was really excited about that. So, um, you know, I'll keep it short and sweet. I agree with Dusty there. And then which player that I feel will be the biggest surprise in an impactful way. Um, Joe didn't say if it had to be a rookie or not. So I'll give one that's a rookie and one that's not. So I think uh, Josh Myers has the potential to be really impactful. Um, and I think guys on the line always kind of are, are underrated in a way and they're they can be sneaky good almost where you're they'll you'll go through a few games and then you'll all of a sudden you're like holy crap like they haven't allowed this or they haven't done that i think you know i don't think he's going to be the guy and everything but with bakhtiari we don't know you know he might miss the first few games he might be ready um in week one but he could be getting limited snaps still so I think, you know, Myers has the opportunity to at least get some good experience, and I, th- I think he might be surprising. I think he might be a little more game-ready right off the bat than people expect. He's also – he's a Wisconsin guy, and I think, you know, that goes a long way too. He He's obviously very passionate about this. This is a lifelong dream, not that it isn't for the other rookies too, but I don't know. Just there's something there in that story that feels like he could be really special. And then 
biggest surprise in an impactful way, I think Preston Smith is going to have a better year this year. Um, I know people were a little disappointed last year, you know, myself included, uh, especially because the season before, you know, Smith brothers and they were kind of partners in crime and doing everything together. And then Z just had a much better season last year. But I think Preston Smith um, is, is going to show up and he's going to be a bit better this year. And it'll be more more of the Smith brothers carrying equal weight. We can put it that way. Um, so I'm excited for Preston Smith to see what he does this year. All right. Final question, guys, from Brian Harstead. Love you guys and the Pack-A-Day podcast. Thank you, Brian. Question with the changing of the guard at defensive coordinator, what can Packers fans expect to see at the big as the biggest difference in their defensive philosophy? Can we expect to see continued improvement at the linebacker position? Huh. Steve, do you that... want to answer that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I am a little perplexed by the last half of the question. Um, I don't I. I forget. Like it was a random thought. Like I saw a couple of things on Facebook the other day of like well, game highlights and things like that. And I was watching for so it was Packers games, and I'm sitting there watching other teams play the Packers, and you see middle linebackers make like these big plays, and it just makes me. It just makes me sad. So I'm not gonna get into it. The Bucks are in Game Seven, so we're, we're sick. We're wrapping this thing up. Uh, but I, this feels like a dusty question. Um, if you, what do you think the biggest defense defensive philosophy change will be? One of the things I love about the kind of looking at, you know, offensive defensive trends and looking at kind of the push pull of, of one thing leading to another, one innovation leading to another, or even some of these things harkening back even further than that is kind of how, how one side of the ball dictates the flow for a little while. And the other side of the ball makes these adjustments. And I think one of the things that I thought was really interesting with, with Staley and not to say that Joe Barry is going to run uh, Staley's exact defense. And I even say that Staley's defense last year is the exact, thing that Staley's even going to run going forward but just looking at kind of what they did and some of what can happen in the game or even what brought that on in the game some of that is I mean from an analytics perspective one of the biggest things that we've seen teams embrace has been the use of play action um, there was a study uh, years ago uh, you know five six years ago I think over on Football Outsiders by Ben Baldwin that was basically listen play action there's there's no degradation of play action whether or not you're actually running the ball well or not you just have to be willing to run but you can average two yards a carry and still average more yards per attempt when when using play action versus not so that was one of the big things on the offensive side so teams started using that you see those numbers creep up i know the rams did that they had north of 35 percent play action the vikings did that with cousins the packers have been slowly improving i think they've been in the 28 percent range so one of the things staley did last year instead of you know this single high safety a lot of teams have gone single high safety the rams have done a lot of two high safety and that's something that came from Staley being a Fangio disciple. Fangio has always led the league in having two high safeties. When you have those two high safeties, what that does, it takes a run defender out of the box. But one of the things that Staley really did that I really, really love seeing is you take advantage of this play action that's happening now, right? Because when, when you do play action, what happens is generally that comes from under shock or from under center. You turn because you have to fake. So Staley will do this. A lot of times you'll get pre-snap rotation. Then as soon as the ball snap, you determine what's going on. What Staley did was you rotate those safeties when the quarterback has his back turns. And the picture changes entirely. And that's one of the reasons they did such a good job with just that safety rotation during the play action. One of the reasons they did so well last year was how they used those safeties. 
you align too high, but then you spin those different ways. So I think one of the things, this was a very long time, a very long rant. I apologize, but I think there's, there's two main things. I've talked about some of this before, but I think the thing I'm, I'm most excited about with this defense is how they use their safeties. I think, you know, I think last year, last year, I think the Packers were third or fourth in terms of lining up with two high safeties, but Fangio and Staley were like, 20 percent higher than them like so much far out i think we're going to see more too high that's one of the reasons i talked about shamar gene charles is when you have too high other guys then have to cover some of those run things so you don't have an extra guy in the box so a lot of times that comes from the slot depending on kind of how your line but the other thing is that the five-man line that's the two kind of hallmarks of that defense a lot of too high so you got like limited numbers in the box but then a lot of five guys up front so what the five guys up front does is you're clogging that up you're trying to get one-on-one matchups with the offensive line and you're clogging up those lanes for that zone running back so he can't he can't find the spot necessarily to cut back into so i think you know there's a lot of ins and outs you can talk for a very long time about this but i think two of the things we're going to see a lot more of is the two high safeties a lot more five-man lines for those one-on-one matchups and a lot more kind of covering that run from fitting the run from from the slot there so that's what I'm looking for for a change in philosophy and uh, continue improvement for a linebacker position. Nah, probably not. Pro- probably not. I would hope so. I would hope so because one of the things that five man line does it does kind of open some lines, some lanes, and then you got some free rushers through there. So I hope Chris Barnes or Kamal Martin or whoever's out there can take advantage of that. But uh, yeah, no, I, I I don't see vast improvement. I guess was that was that long enough, Steve? Should I take? Should I talk longer? You look like you guys are still awake. It looks like. I mean, it's the third quarter in the bus game. I'm trying to get back to, to the game here, and you're just sitting here running on and on. Like, you could have just tweeted that to him. You really could have done that. You could have been like, I'm looking for more sacks. Okay, next question. <laughs> like, Jesus, Dusty, come on, man. Feel the room. Take a, take temperature of the room and then start. That was good. No, this I mean, was good because I like I you know I turned away and I talked for a while and I'm looking up and the score is different. You know, the, the game shifted a little bit while I was talking. It was a nice little surprise for me. So that was nice. Oh, that was good. That's good. I'm glad it was a surprise for you. Thanks. <laughs> well, guys, that'll uh, that's going to wrap it up. We're um, doing this a little quicker because of hopefully watching some some history in Milwaukee tonight. But rest assured, we will be back next week and we will do a oh, super yeah. super sized episode because of the first uh, first time back for training camp. So first day back for training camp. So, um, but let's close it out, Sarah. Um, closing thoughts before we go. Honestly, I'm just really hype right now because so much is happening that i love so first of all the olympics start this week which is super exciting i love the olympics we talked about this a couple episodes ago so really excited for that also one of my favorite shows of all time ted lasso is coming back for season (laughs) two on friday so if you're listening to this on wednesday you still have two days to watch all of season one and catch up the episode there's only 10 and they're only like 30 minutes so you can do it i believe in you um and then season two is on friday so just really excited about that and it feels good that a lot of entertainment is coming back i mean black widow came out the other week and then loki just finished and there's all these other movies coming out so it just it, it feels good it feels good and now football season is right around the corner so a lot to look forward to so um just just enjoy it you know anyone out there and you know, if you're interested, you love the Olympics, you know, let me know. Shoot me a message, what what events you're watching and all that fun stuff because I'll be watching. I was disappointed because the women's uh, soccer team, who if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you um, know I'm a big fan. Uh, they, they have their first game today on Wednesday, actually. Um, and because, you know, they play in, in group stages and it's, it's a lot longer, so they have to start earlier. 
And I'm like, oh, great. I'll watch it. You know, I can stream it. And then I look and I'm like, what time is it? And it's at 4.30 a.m. So I will not be watching that, but um, I'll be watching a lot of other events and hopefully can catch another soccer game um, later in the group stage and in later rounds because they will make it out of the group. So that's it for me. Yeah, and for me, um, kind of continuing this new series I started this week, or last week, I guess, over on Cheesehead TV. So today is my second entry into that series, kind of ramping us up for the start of football season, where I'm looking at concepts, passing concepts the Packers used in 2020, and just trying to dissect them from a number of different angles. So uh, this week, I get to dive into the stick concept, which is an old West Coast concept that may actually predate West Coast Coast concept, uh, and kind of how the Packers ran that there's a number of different ways to run it and one of the ways they did it was they stuck basically an option route on the backside that uh Devontae adams basically just cooked cooked cornerbacks and ate them alive uh all season long on that thing so i look at the uh 18 different uh 18 times that they ran that and kind of look at the different ways they ran it where the ball went why the ball went there and so kind of all of the stuff whether or not anyone actually likes that or not I don't know, but I find it interesting. So today on She Said TV, uh, around 4 p.m. Central, I believe you can uh, you can read that piece over there. Uh, had a had a really good time writing it. Bucks and six. That's all I got. Thanks for listening. Um, follow us on Twitter at Dusty Evely at Sarah Kelher four at Steve Perch at Pack a Day Podcast. Uh, we will be back next week with a big old uh, supersized edition of the Pack a Day Podcast from day number one on training camp so we're all looking forward to that but uh thank you guys for listening we'll catch you next week and as always go pack go Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.